Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Love of Life podcast. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. Any education apart from Jesus Christ is for us miseducation. And it produces not education nor an educated man, but a new race of barbarians who are today busily destroying their civilization. Humanistic education is the institutionalized love of death. Christian education, because it serves him who says, I am the way, the truth, and the light, is the love of life. This is the Love of Life Podcast, Conversations with Jesse and Courtney. It has been three months. I think so. It's been three months, three, three and a half months, four months. It's been a long, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. We've had a busy summer. Um, School has ended for our kids. They've been enjoying summer break, VBSs. It's been a really great summer. Oh, and also, side note, you're pregnant. True. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were off. Um, we did that interview, great interview, with David Vaughn. Isn't he great? He's really great. He's so, so we did great. that interview with David Vaughn, and then I got sick shortly thereafter. You started feeling bad. I got sick, and we had a couple of interview ideas with some blur. people. And then I said, hey, we're going to have to put this off. Hopefully, we're going to get them sometime soon. Uh, but, yeah, those interviews have not come to fruition yet. We were feeling bad. Then we got busy with summer. But we're here, and we're back, and we're pregnant, and we're due in October with a boy or a girl. Boy or a girl. Only we options. We don't know. <laughs> oh, really? Those are the only those options? Those are the only options. There's only two? And only, yes. And there's only one baby. <laughs> only one heartbeat. And there's only one heartbeat, so we have a boy or girl coming. We don't know what it is yet, but uh, we're excited either way. We are. We are very much excited. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight, uh, today, whenever you're listening to this. And this is going to be a one-topic podcast. Sometimes we talk about multiple things. You know, we'll talk about what we're reading. We'll talk about um, various theological issues, stuff going on in the church. Uh, but tonight, The Love of Life is going to discuss life and conception and some of our misconceptions that we have had about the pill, specifically. Uh, hence, we're pregnant. Yes. So we're going to talk about sex. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> not really. We're not really going to talk about he sex. He just wanted to say that. I did. Yeah. I did want to say that. But we're going to be talking about sex, kind of. Um, we're going to be talking about the pill, primarily. Yes. So anyway, so let's get a little more serious, because you know I'm super serious right now, and you're just making so many jokes. Yes, that's anyway. the typical. <laughs> that's the typical thing between us. Uh, no, so uh, let's talk about the beginning of how this all started. We had been on... Um, the pill, you had been on the pill, I should say, you had been on the pill for how many years? Three or four. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we th believed and thought that the pill was perfectly fine. Natural to use. Totally, totally. No, no problems, no issues. No moral issues. No, 
Yeah, when we very first got married, I think I I started on the pill. I took one dose and I threw up, and you were like, no, not my wife. <laughs> when we first got married. When we very first got, yeah. You are yeah. like, I don't want it to make you sick. So we did natural family planning mm-hmm. and had a baby every two years, three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, the whole family planning thing we're doesn't work great. We're not excellent work great. at it. Yeah. yeah. I, it works for people. Apps don't work for us, for sure. Figuring sure. out the day, the week, the... Yeah, that's so impo- that's yeah. After work. after the three very quick babies, it was like yeah, maybe it's time to try birth control again, and just as a means of spreading babies out. Maybe we're done. Just um, that was the thought process, and and then for our fourth baby, we made a bet with if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, <laughs> which is so silly, so godly. So, so yeah, so yeah. godly. I know. Um, no, it was so silly. And yet at the same time, if the Blues won the Stanley Cup, uh, you wanted a girl. So we would try for a fourth to have a girl. Lo and behold, uh, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Providentially, <laughs> the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Providentially, the Blues won the Cup so that we yes. would have. It was it was all us. Yeah. That's why we won, which is <laughs> sports. It so, does, it so doesn't matter. But um, the Blues won the Stanley Cup. We uh, You got off the pill. We... Got pregnant sometime thereafter um, and had our girl, which was really great and awesome. And we thought for sure at that point, or at least I thought for sure, we were done. We do not need any more babies. Four (laughs) is a good number. It's the 2020s. We go into a store right now and we pretty much look like the Duggar family with four children. (laughs) Um, That's pretty much how we look. But we uh, we were not done, and so some questions arose about the pill. Well, we got what we got that? back on the pill after our fourth, and didn't think anything of it. But right. at the same time, the Lord was doing a lot in us. I think just showing us more and more about His Word, showing us some fun theological things like postmillennialism, um, some different ones like pedo baptism, which is amazing, but was a little what is this at first? Um, and along with that, just examining. Our lives, um, everything, lots of areas he revealed, just sin to us and and other things. Um, and then it just it began to weigh on my heart that are we being Christian about? Yeah, we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I guess even just the heart attitude. It's fine if you have four kids and you're done, but our attitude was, yeah, that's good. We're mm-hmm. good. Yeah, not. What does the Lord want for us? Does he want us to have more? Does he not? Are we surrendered to him in that? Just kind of the flippant mentality of we're good. We think this is good. End of story. No further discussion. So I was kind of bringing that up to you and just was like, I think we should pray about this. If Mm -hmm. we're to have more or not. And you were kind of like. Completely obstinate. I thought we were done. (laughs) I don't, I didn't want any more. Um, And thought "Mm, this is kind of insane. For us to even be considering this at this point. I mean, that was my genuine, hard-hearted nature towards having even another child. Yeah. Yeah. But you did faithfully pray. I did. Um, you, you did. And the Lord answered very quickly. Um, because, <laughs> because after that, there were just a few things that became red flags about our mode of contraceptive, which was the mini pill. Right. Um because I had never thought anything morally. I was just concerned about our hearts okay to to think this way. Let's we need to pray about this and make sure that 
we're being biblically faithful and Christian about this. We're, we're pro, really we're, to the Lord. and we're pro-life. We completely pro-life. Completely pro-life. Um, I mean, Roe v. Wade was passed. We rejoice. We celebrate Amen. with the fact that that was overturned, not passed, overturned. Um, right. And uh, it was that, that, that's absolutely wonderful. And yet, with this specific issue, we did not realize we were not as pro-life. As we thought, really, and with some of the discoveries, and we'll talk a little bit about that, that we made yeah. here uh, in the last five months or so. No, I'm seven months. So You're seven months. Uh, December. December. End okay, December. so seven months. Yeah. Math is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> hey, isn't that I told really you eight that. months? Because January yeah. is one. Yes. Yeah, eight yeah. months. Yeah. You don't have to tell them when we can see you. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway. I knew you wanted to talk about sex. Anyway. All right. Um... So there was a couple of things. There was a, a pastor who talks to people um, just like on the street and especially outside abortion clinics and engages them with discussions. Um, and he had said, somebody had asked him about birth control and he said, as long as there are no abortifacients in it. And I thought, well, what does that mean? Like, what birth controller is he referring to that there are abortifacients in? It was like just this one little fleeting thought of, huh. Um, and then when I went to my primary care doctor, she could not prescribe me birth control because it was a Catholic facility. And that was kind of the second, really? Like, is there, I just, I had never questioned that there would be anything morally questionable about it at all. So that was kind of the second thing. And then, you know, that seemed strange. And then we consulted some good friends of ours who are, um, spiritual mentors and we were bringing it up in the hey we're just praying about what our heart attitude should be that kind of thing and um, then specifically the wife worked for Thrive for several years and she was like oh what well, I can tell you that there are three ways that all hormonal contraceptives work and um Two are fine, and one is not okay. It it can cause um, a miscarriage. It, it causes an abortion. So the three the three modes, and I think you have it there. Yeah. She also sent me home with this book. Show you this book. So this is a book by Randy Alcorn. Does the birth control pill cause abortions? Uh, and the book is over twenty years old. This research was done quite a while ago. This seems like one of these not talked about even in a lot of Christian circles, the ones we grew up in. Just real quick for more background, we didn't grow up knowing this information. I had never heard. Even among people that are devoutly pro-life, prescribe the pill. People don't talk about this, which is honestly why with this research, we feel compelled to discuss and talk about our findings you research, you go and find out, get to get this book and some other podcasts that we will uh, link in the description of this video. But ultimately, this is stuff that we're discovering, we're finding. If you're a believer, if you're, you know, pro-life, this is the, the, these are things that are very disconcerting, mm-hmm. um, very alarming to us personally. Uh, so we want to share that. But so this is from... This is from his findings of the three 
things that birth control does from the physician's desk reference. One is that a birth control pill can inhibit ovulation. That's fine. Which is fine. It's good. The second is thickening the cervical mucus, thereby making it more difficult for sperm to travel to the egg. Also fine. Not abortifacient. Great. But That's the... truly contracept- contraception. Those two things prevent um, pregnancy. Yeah. They, they, they are preventative. Right. And then the third one, though, is thinning and shriveling the lining of the uterus to the point that it is unable or less able to facilitate the implantation of a, the newly fertilized egg. The first two mechanisms are contraceptive. The third is abortive. So when those first two things potentially fail, if it gets to the third, it's it's actually getting to the point where the, the, the new egg, five or six days old roughly, can't implant on the, on the lining of the uterus, and it kills the newly formed baby that's five or six days old. With so, all the DNA, gender, everything that baby needs, that child needs. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so then you did research on on your specific, you know, obviously reading this right. is that well, this seems could be generic. This is twenty years old. Maybe, maybe it's different for the stuff that you're using now. But then you also have your insert, which yeah. all of these come with. All the all the pills will come with an insert. Right. They do. So, and the problem with this insert is that. It doesn't spell it out as clearly as that because I did even specifically ask my OBGYN when I was getting a prescription, like, I want to be sure that there's nothing abortive about this. And she's like, oh, no, definitely not. Um, which part of that this book also points out is because the definition of contraceptive has changed, changed in the 70s, which makes it so that most OBGYNs don't even know um, from what they what they are taught in school. It's under the definition of, yeah, that's contraceptive, even though we know it's, it's not. But, um, so I was taking a progesterone only pill and it says they're called pops for short pops can prevent pregnancy in different ways, including one, they make the cervical mucus at the entrance of the womb, the uterus too thick for the sperm to get through to the egg, which we is okay. Two, they prevent ovulation, release of the egg from the ovary in about half of the cycles. Again, fine. They also affect other hormones, the fallopian tubes, and the lining of the uterus. I'm not medical. <laughs> right. So We're not to doctors. Read, and I had, I had looked in this for buzzwords that I would understand, like abortifacient or, you know, prevents. I, I don't even know. Basically, that would have been like, no, I can't take this, but... For it to say it affects the lining of the uterus, that didn't mean anything to me yeah. like that. And I didn't realize that it would thin it so that this newly formed baby can't implant. Because of what I'm taking, um, that did not hit home for me. But, I mean, you can go anywhere, even I found just online. just a, like It's a government website, even, that talks about... Those three things, it's a series of chemical signals that it sets off in your body to work in one of those three ways, all of those three ways. I don't even think they 100% know every cycle, which way it's preventing it, but those are all things that it does. Um, And then this more specifically says, in the unlikely event that ovulation does occur and an egg becomes fertilized, a baby, 
The hormonal dis disruption makes the lining of the uterus inhospitable for implantation. So it makes your uterus hostile towards life. It makes it so that your newly formed child will just miscarry, die, and you probably won't even know because that baby will be five or six days old. Yeah. So for us personally, this knowledge, which I didn't know we were praying for, but we, we were, was heavy. It was horrifying. Horrifying. I mean, yeah. we had to repent. It was like, unknowingly, I don't know how many children we Pot conceived. Potentially. 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 that were unable to implant. That's, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like, why did we not know? How did we not know? Like, well, and, and that is the frustrating thing, is just not knowing. Had we known this before, we wouldn't have touched it. We wouldn't we have wouldn't used have. it. We wouldn't have, we, we, we wouldn't have followed suit and used this. I mean, it's, right. it's, it is, it is frustrating that there's so much misconception and so much hidden information, definitions that change, mm -hmm. and this isn't the only thing they change the definitions for, by the way. We all know this. Right. Um, it's kind of a pattern. It, it's a pattern that, that they have. Oh, oh, the other thing that was interesting was the podcast that we listened to, which was about Hippocrates. Yeah. The guy mentioned uh, the father of modern medicine, the father mm -hmm. of modern science. Basically, you, you have to search for this to find this, but basically the very first thing that he said was, I will not prescribe anything that would cause an abortion or harm to a baby, which that you really, they've, they, taken, it they've out taken it out of that. They've oath. taken it out of yeah. that oath. So part of that the line. Hippocratic oath was originally Sorry. the part of it originally was that they would do no harm to, a, to the life of a child or a baby. Yeah. And yet we are changing the language so much so that for Christians like us, to not know these things for years and years is, it's abysmal. It, 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 this needs to at least be known. Um, so, yeah, I mean, doing research with this is, is vital. And that's the thing too. It's not like we, like for us, your insert, it wasn't in our face. Right. It didn't say, also, this is abortifacient. They don't want you to know. Right. But the weird thing is, uh, and as this book goes on to say, uh, pro-abortionists know that that is what is going on. Uh, there is a man named Frank Sussman. He was an attorney for the Missouri Abortion Clinics. He argued before the Supreme Court in 1989. He said, quote, The most common forms of contraception today, IUDs and low-dose birth control pills, act as abortifacients. They know it. There's other quotes in here as well. But this specific one... It's it's damning. It is damning to to for a pro life individual for for a pro life couple to understand this at this point for us for us to understand and know this and then to say okay well we'll just go ahead and take the risk or we'll try I mean it's not even an option at this no, point it's not it's not an option it, it's it's not an option and yeah this this comes from others including Margaret Sanger who we've been researching her biography and her background. And she, she, she wanted not only abortions, but she was a huge proponent of birth control pills. Yeah. 
And eugenics. And eugenics. And wanting to sterilize certain people and horrible, awful, awful things. She wanted to kill off the black population. Yeah. I mean, that is that is what she is quoted as saying. You can find this. And other minorities, I think. Even, other minorities. She didn't think were best for society. I mean, just really evil, evil things. Yeah. These things are lies. These things are hidden, but they need to be revealed in the light. They need to be... Shouted from the rooftops. They need to... We cannot harm babies made in God's image. We can't do that. So we were we were uber convicted ourselves. We were uh, shocked to find, to find this. Um, and this is still very new to us. We're still doing research on it. Um, and yeah, so we wanted to share that. What else from uh, the either the book or the podcast have we found discovered to the be podcast from the stories from the stories yeah. so the podcast that we'll reference somewhere yeah describe the stories just real quick okay. who, who, who they are so it's a doctor doctor story him and his wife share their journey which actually sounds really like ridiculously similar to our story except they're just further down the line um no like nine kids further uh or that would be math again Four kids further down the line than us. <laughs> and anyway. we're not guaranteed to have that. We're not, we're not guaranteed we're not. to have another one after this. We don't we're even not. know if we will. Right. Um, but we won't be using the We won't pill. be using the pill. So there's that. But So they had a very similar experience that he actually was going to school to be a doctor. And they had three kids really quickly. I think even a fourth pretty quickly. And when she was pregnant with baby number five, they were like, we're really fertile. We need to do something to slow this down. And she got on the pill. They also had no moral qualms about it. It was just, you know, and I think she even asked her Christian um, gynecologist if it was okay. He didn't, he was, yes, it's okay. It was also knowledge he didn't have. Um, So they did that for a few years. And then it was sometime after that, that her husband found this book the one we're reading and it was an eye opener and um so he i mean he didn't even know if he would be allowed to practice medicine and not uh prescribe um birth control but he finished he's a doctor and he did he doesn't prescribe it um because he knows that these are the things that really happen and i think it also for them just made them evaluate in general how they viewed children and um kind of their heart attitudes because it was like children are a blessing from the lord so are we are we saying no to his blessings are we just evaluating the things um and then they also kind of talk about the reasons that people don't have more children was it that one or the their other podcast i listened to one and a half podcasts the one that's like basically our story mm-hmm. and then there was another one that just talked about birth control in general and the hormones and it's really not even good for you with what it does but um right. they were saying that people don't have more children because they're do you remember that part i remember all the side effects the ones okay. where they listed all of the various side effects and then there's the podcast with uh with them talking about their discovery yeah. of what the birth control pill actually can do Mm -hmm. and then the book yeah 
I think it's yeah. just considering are your reasons biblical? Is yes. it because we want to travel? Is it, you know, right. like because we want to be able to have X amount of dollars or just all the various things? Like, are those biblical reasons? Yes, there's wisdom. Yes, there are, um, are things that we should consider, but is our primary view of children that they are a blessing and inheritance and that God makes them all and we should joyfully receive them. Um, so, so that. And part um, of a part of the command, uh, the command from God is be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Yeah. How can we do that if we have two children, one child and we're li- and we're purposefully limiting because of selfish reasons. I realize there are right. plenty of reasons why people couldn't have more than one, two, three children. I mean, that's, that's, you totally. know, every circumstance it's, is different. It's just, are your reasonings biblical and surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus or are they carnal? I think that's what we were beginning to consider. Yes. And that's what they similarly were considering in different ways. And then they found this medical evidence that was, you know, just made those things off the table for them, which yeah. the, the, so the safe options truly are condoms yes and there are natural family planning methods there's a whole lot of them but if Um, you're fertile myrtle some people aren't good at them (laughs) it doesn't work out so well now does it yeah so don't ask us for advice on that but i know that there are lots of resources and there are apps yeah the day you told me the day you told me jay I found an app on my phone, and it's going to help me figure out all my days. I knew. I knew right away <laughs> that we were going to have baby number five and on we the are so happy that the Lord has given us Amen this to blessing. that. Amen to that. We are. So we are. He answered with his Is there answer, anything else you want to highlight? Um, I was just going to try to find what the natural planning the Natural planning was. is? Yeah. So there's the Billings ovulation method. Oh, okay. Um... There is the Crichton model, mm. and FEM, I think, is another one. Um, yeah, so there are lots that you can track your ovulation and all sorts of things to to o- avoid or to space out your children, but, um, you know, that obviously aren't potentially killing your child. So. Yes. And I mean, yeah. So there are, there are things, but the the main thing for us was we can't take the chance of killing any of our children. Like that's just that's not an option. That's contrary to God's word. Yes. So yes, we wish we had known. We wish somebody had told us. I think that's the thing too. If we can leave on this note, I wish we had known. I wish we had known years I wish ago. So too. Um, so if there, are, if there are people who go, what are they talking about? I've been on the pill for X amount of years. Um, this is not about throwing stones at people. This is, this is truly about saying, this is alarming. This was personally alarming for us. This is something that, uh, you know, if, if you haven't got on it and you're considering it, this is something that, I would, I, that we would have wanted to know going into um, going into marriage, going into figuring out if we were going to get on the pill or not. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rather unfortunate to talk about. It's, it's rather, I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, it, it needs to be discussed. 
It needs mm-hmm. to be. And on a personal note, we feel the weight of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anything else? No, we'll put the title of the book and the author somewhere that you can find it. And also, um, the stories story, the story, story, story podcast, right? Yeah. Their podcast about similar things where he does come from a medical background, Dr. Story. So, um, yeah. And then even looking online, these things, even though they're tricky and you might not know what, or previous to this, what thinning of the lining had to do with anything. Um, but now you know. So now you know. when you do your research, when you look at your insert or you look it up online, um, that won't be deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Love of Life podcast, Conversations with Jesse and Courtney. It is our duty through our schools to create a new one, a God-centered one. We are told in Proverbs 8, verses 35 and 36, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death.